get an update on Michigan State football. Red shirts, transfer portal. When will Mel Tucker officially be fired in short-term, long-term uh, for Spartan football? A lot going on right now. How you doing, Tim Stout, Stout on Sports? Thanks for stopping by. Good, Bill. Good to talk to you. Brand new week. Brand new week of controversy. Who knows, right? Yeah. Uh, from what you're hearing on the inside at MSU, what are they feeling about how many kids will request red shirts, uh, transfer portal once Tucker is officially fired? Is there concern? Well, I have my own personal opinion, and I like Harlan Barnett personally, but when he said after the game against Maryland Saturday that he asked for everybody to raise their hand who was leaving, I thought that was a little goofy because nobody who's going to transfer is going to raise his hand in front of everybody else in a room with their uniform on just after a game and after a loss. Mm. Uh, I thought that was a little naive to say the least. And it, it, I mean, it, it was, it was totally inaccurate one way or the other as to what's going to happen. But I think the next two weeks are, are uh, keep your eyes peeled because if you go by what Michigan state announced last week, tomorrow would be the day that Mel Tucker is formally terminated, and I assume with that move, the university will formally announce that. That immediately sets off a 30-day window where any current scholarship player can go into the transfer portal. If they, if they're, or, or you can declare obviously a redshirt if you have not played up to four games. So you could, if you've played one, you can play three more if you want to, and keep, you know, then keep the redshirt open. And the following week is a bye week, Bill. That's two weeks. To the next game and I think when you're not playing you're not in a normal practice routine they'll have a number of players and I I would include regulars in there too I'm not predicting that I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised in any way shape or form because it's it's kind of the, the part of the process everywhere anymore let alone Michigan State and one thing you don't know is what other schools and coaches are contacting any of these Michigan State players because that's on the table as well but assuming that Tucker is formally released tomorrow, you know, they may get through the Iowa week this Saturday where somebody just decides, look, I've got some time here, so I'll go through this week. But once that they're done playing Iowa and you hit that bye week, then I think you're going to see – I'd just be shocked if there isn't some kind of uh, a number of different names that are in there. They may be guys that don't play. They might be freshmen. They might be – regulars who have a chance to perhaps go play and win somewhere else. I think all of that is on the table. And this is such a fluid story here, meaning it just changes by the day. And then you add the fact that this is the very first road game at a tough school to play in prime time at night. There are so many unknowns out there that you, you even if they don't win all the games, which they haven't done, there's such a storyline every week with them that a storylines that we have never seen before. So that's where I am with this on this Monday, September 25th. Man, think about that. Uh, so you're going to get the official termination uh, coming up this week. You're Harlan Barnett. You're asking your players who's staying, who's going. You have the redshirt situation. You have a recruiting class that you're trying to hold on to with no formally announced long-term head coach. Uh, Tim, you've been around Michigan State for a while. I said this to start the show today in my opening huge opinion. Is this the low point in Spartan football history, where we're at today? 
Well, it's got to be close. I mean, it, you know, I, I still I still remember back in 2007 in the John L. Smith era when Ohio State was in town, and Ted Ginn, their great punt return guy, ran in the first half. He ran two punts back for touchdowns, and it was 31-7 to at the half. And it was the day the Tigers were in a playoff game on TV in the afternoon, and at halftime that place cleared out. And I remember I went down to George Perlis' booth, he does. He did at that time the tailgate show with us. So I went down just to say hi to him in his booth at halftime, and you could hear through the open window the Ohio State fans that dominated at halftime in their usual chant in each of the four corners. Oh, H I O. And George turned to me and said, "We have hit an all-time low. We have just hit rock bottom." Now, whether this measures to that bill, I think. I think you got to play this out toward the end of the year because I don't know how rough this is going to get or how smooth it's going to get or who the next coach is going to be or whether those recruits are going to stay whether or completely to the contrary, the hassle just continues and grows and grows in a variety of different ways. The termination with Tucker is going to be clearly a separate story, in my opinion, from whatever settlement he has coming or not coming on his contract, similar with Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. One part of the story is Northwestern's getting a new coach. The other part is how are they going to settle the contract? And it's my sense from what I hear that Michigan State is going to draw a line in the sand. I don't think, depending on how this plays out legally, Bill, I don't think Michigan State's people are going to kowtow on this. I think they think they've got a case to where they're not just going to hand over millions of dollars. Now, that remains to be seen. You know, the, you got this hearing coming up, and you got lawyers that are looking at this ever so closely and more closely. I do think, though, from what I hear, Bill, that there could be more developments in this story beyond what has been reported because the question's going to be, is someone going to report hearsay thinking it's accurate or is someone going to wait on the hearsay to see if they can get an admission one way or the other or a formal charge one way or the other? Mm. And I think that's true in a lot of cases that are just like that. As soon as someone comes out with one of these stories, is someone else going to follow depending upon how the you know the initial proceedings uh, un- unfold? Because if it would appear... That you know that we could get into a money transaction here. It's amazing how people then you know appear in stories like this, accurate or inaccurate, fair or unfair. The only thing I think that is absolutely a foregone conclusion is that his termination is coming tomorrow, and a follow-up story then simply would be: Are the Spartan players all? going to hang in there a few a number or whatever and remember if they get drilled or get beat at iowa and that's three in a row and you're going into that bye week and then there's another road game coming up and you still got to deal with michigan ohio state and penn state i it's just human nature for those players who are competitive to think is this worth it moving forward because they'll have so many unknowns that michigan state simply cannot answer until this thing is cleared and a look to 2024 with who's going to be in place in the coaching and not only that, but the assistant coaches, too, because you have to assume that most, if not all of those assistants, when this is out of the way, are all going to be long gone. And a lot of these players who were Mel's guys, you know, they were recruited by the current assistant staff. And they may think the new staff may not even want me. Should I get out of here now? Because so-and-so school is offering me a deal right now. I mean, I think these players are all of them to a to a player are going to have 
things to think about and decisions to make. You know, it's one thing to say we're all together when it's early in the year and we haven't gone on a big losing streak. But if they lose to Iowa, then they are an underdog, If and it is the first road game, and that's prime time at a tough place, right? Ask Penn State Michigan how easy it is to play there. Then we'll have to see if that changes anyone's attitude moving forward. There's never a dull moment around here. You know that. You've been around here. It's a mess, man. I don't care how you want to slice it and dice it. There's so many different levels. If you think about it, like I said, can you hold on to recruits? Who's going to hit the transfer portal when the termination is official in that 30-day window? Who will take uh, their red shirt? Uh, What about the rest of the schedule? Is there a winnable game? Maybe Nebraska at home, maybe at Indiana. I mean, I'm thinking about that Penn State Friday night Peacock NBC special holiday weekend, Black Friday. And that place may be full of Penn State fans who might be ready uh, to claim the Big Ten East. My Lord. Well, not, o- not only that, Bill, that's nine, That's November 25th. That's two months from today. Wow. That's, six, that's two months from today to that game. Man, there's a lot of stuff that can happen. Over the next two months, Mm. you know, there's a lot of stuff that can go down one way or the other. The other thing is when I hear people say, well, you know, they can win it and they they might win. Well, yeah, but that's down the line. And that, I mean, I'll take Indiana, for example. That's week 11. That's after the Ohio State game. You could get the jabbers knocked out of you there, and you get to the point where you just don't care anymore because no players are left. You're not playing for anything or whatever the case may be. Indiana beat them as it was a year ago, and that'll be different in Indiana's case. They're desperate for wins, especially in the Big Ten. You know Indiana's got to say that's a game we can win, and we got to beat these guys here on senior day in Bloomington. Not saying they will. I'm just saying if you look at that from that standpoint, that game is still too much off and then once that game is played win or lose like you say then you get Penn State who you know Penn State's going to be playing for something there you know I mean they could I, I've got a scenario where Penn State Michigan and Ohio State could all be playing on that last weekend with one conference loss a piece or close to it because they're all playing each other so there you know look there's a lot of intrigue in this but big time football with Michigan and Michigan State around here every single year this is unique and different, though, because this is an area where Michigan State has not been to this level. I mean, I've seen issues here. I've seen scandals here. I've seen firings here. I've seen issues with the NCAA. But obviously a story of this nature I have never seen here in football before. So therefore predicting how it's going to play out. My only prediction is this is not going to end anytime soon where there's total closure and life goes on. And toward that end, like the national guys say, you just wonder how long is Michigan State going to be in disarray? And by the way, those two schools coming in, I want to just tell those Big Ten football coaches, you're not exactly getting Vanderbilt and, uh, you know, nobody tech. You're getting Washington. You're getting Oregon, Southern Cal, and UCLA. You just got four monsters that are coming into the league next year that are going to make it just that much more difficult for some of these, you know, middle teams or lower teams in the Big Ten where Michigan State is right now and make it just that much tougher to have success, at least that I see. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports on the radio, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. TV guy joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, a short list, a realistic uh, replacement list once the termination is official, as you're saying tomorrow. Uh, who leads that list to be the next Michigan State head football coach? Well, 
Everybody I talk to says anything about that is just guesswork because it's simply too early. I, I mean, if Duke beats Notre Dame Saturday, not only it will, but if Duke wins, Mike Elko's name goes to the head of the list, but there are going to be other jobs that are open too. And I would think Michigan State is certainly going to take a look at him. In, in my own mind, Bill, because I, I saw him on TV standing on the sidelines, on the Ohio State sideline at South Bend Saturday night. If it was me, I would consider looking at someone like Brian Hartline because I think they need someone who's clearly young and clearly on his way up. Because for an established guy to come in here with a big winning record, man, you're not getting this thing on top. You're getting this thing where you're going to have to rebuild it. And in my opinion, that's going to take someone who's just got absolute limitless energy, is tremendous with the public, which Tucker was not, in my opinion. And I think that hurt him a little bit in the court of public opinion. And, and, I, I, and, when I, and I'm sure Hartline's not the only assistant, believe me. I think of Elko and Hartline, and I hear that, but I don't think Michigan State is nearly poised yet to where that's. And the other question I heard today is, who's going to make the call? Who's going who's to hire the head coach? Is that the new president? Is the existing president involved? Is the board of trustees involved? Is Izzo involved? Is Alan Hall? Who, who makes the final call on that? And how does that work out? Is there a headhunter? No headhunter? Is there a committee? No committee? And until or unless Michigan State can figure that out, because I'm not convinced that Haller will get that on his own. He got Tucker. And, you know, once you've gone that area, I think there might be some resistance relative to how are we going to pick a coach and who's going to make the call and when is that decision going to be made that we're finally going to go after someone because the timing is so sensitive at this time of year as well. I haven't given you many answers, Bill, but I have given you a few questions to ponder. That I do know. Like I said, the checklist. Uh, Fire, officially fire Tucker. Find a new replacement for Tucker. Uh, see the Jones Day investigation through on possible leaks from inside Michigan State. Try and keep players on campus and not hit the transfer portal. Try and keep players active and not have them request the redshirt years. Try and keep uh, recruiting going. You know, I, all, all these things are adding up, Tim, and it's not the stadium clearing out. And I remember the. John L. Smith, Bobby Williams days, once the stadium clears out, I always say a coach is done. Uh, These are layers that are borderline death penalty-like in terms of sanctions that could set Michigan State back five to ten years. Well, there's no question that whoever, where, however this is going to play out in 2024. And the irony of it to me is the Big Ten is going to change so much. I mean, I can argue that it's going to be a massive change for Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. They just got four monsters coming in there they got to deal with. Now, they won't play them all. But if you want to win the Big Ten title and you want to go to the Big Ten title game and use that to get a good seat in the playoffs, look who you got to get past. I mean, watching or I'm not sure Bill at Oregon or Washington are two of the three or four best teams in the country. That Pac-12, man, and that doesn't even include Southern Cal. So for all the teams that don't have these hassles off the field, 
like Michigan, look what they're going to have to deal with. You, you're not playing the little sisters of the poor. You've got to play the big boys. I mean, look at what Indiana and Northwestern and Purdue, all these school records, they got to put up with this moving forward. Uh, it's just going to be fascinating to me to see how this is going to play out for everyone moving forward. But then you take Michigan State and all of the troubles it's going through right now, to your point, how many years is it going to be? And, 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 and even that many down the line, how far can you go? You know, how far are you going to go when it gets back to where you think this is really good? Mm. Because all those other schools and all those football powers are still going to be there that you got to deal with. So I don't know if it's the lowest point, but there's a long way to go to climb back up to where the top teams are, no question about it. And because they are near the bottom in school history in football, with everything going on off and on the field, I, I don't think a hard line is going to take that job. And I get money, and I understand that, but... You know, money didn't buy you a Big Ten East title or a Big Ten title appearance or college football playoff with Mel Tucker and his $95 million. We'll see how it plays out. Tim, good stuff here. Thanks for the information uh, from East Lansing. We'll talk soon. Good, Bill. Good to talk to you. Keep up the great work. All right, there's Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. And he's a guy that's on every day in Lansing.